Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. The Warriors, they beat the Denver Nuggets in Denver 113-102. And I gotta admit, I missed like half of this game. I was watching James Wiseman play in the G League, and I will actually get to that a little bit later. So the Warriors were down. They hadn't beaten the Nuggets uh, out of three times this year. My friend Ramesh pointed that out. They were 0-3, and so it would have really sucked to go down 0-4 on the season. Even though I think the Warriors are a much better team, you wouldn't want to see the Nuggets in the playoffs with them knowing that they beat the Warriors four games out of four. So basically what this game came down to was a couple things. It felt like Steph was hunting his shot and he looked like Steph, right? We all know that he has been having his worst shooting year since he was like a kid, right? No, since early in his career. So it was good to see him hit some really, really big shots, some big three-pointers and go into the basket, you know, go into the basket on the break, go into the basket like in a half court set. There was that one where Jeff Green was all over him. Steph lost the dribble a little bit. And then he just went around down the baseline and put it in. I was like, okay, cool. He still got that in him. Steph was 11 for 21, 5 for 12, 5 for 12 from 3, 7 for 7 from the free throw line, 9 boards, 3 assists, 34 points. You know, we keep talking about all the other dudes on this team, like the Warriors can't win without Draymond, they can't win without Clay, but we all also know that the Warriors need Steph to be his normal self, to be honest, to really, really get at that title. Right. Yes, it could still happen if he is playing solidly and then everybody else rises up. But with everything revolving around him, it works so much better when he is this just deadly threat. You know, and we saw that in this game. And that was huge in just bringing them back and then making the Denver Nuggets and their fans, whatever, just go silent. By the way, there were a ton of Warriors fans there. Every big shot, it felt like there was a bunch of blue and gold. So I found that uh, interesting. Also, Jordan Poole, I think he might be back, right? (laughs) He's had a couple really good games, actually three in a row, if you count the one in Denver when all the vets went back to the Bay. So... He definitely is riding this wave of confidence. And if there's a way to keep that going, like, please, please figure out how. Because the dude was off the bench 34 minutes. Previous game, he played 30 minutes. So 34 off the bench is (laughs) plenty of time for him to get in rhythm. He was 8 for 13, 4 for 7 from 3. He missed a free throw, 1 for 2. 5 boards, 7 assists, 21 points. He was plus 29 on the night. The next highest plus minus was Steph at 18. So plus 29, that's solid. And he hit two ginormous daggers at the end of the game. I believe they were back-to-back dagger three-pointers. And you love to see it. You love to see it, right? I mean, Clay had a chance to hit a dagger, but he missed. And then a possession or two later, Poole came down wide open. Both Monty Morris and Austin Rivers went with Steph. Steph tossed it out to Poole on the wing, left wing. And (laughs) you look at Monty Morris and Austin Rivers, they both kind of threw up their hands like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) 
You know, somebody blew that coverage because Jordan Poole was wide open. He took his time, drained the three, boom. And then later on down the court, Poole open in the corner. Steph was actually running to get the ball from him because he was expecting a foul and he wanted to run out some clock. But with 13 seconds left on the shot clock in the corner, again, wide open, Jordan Poole nailed it. And you love to see it because not only is he hitting that shot, but he is active. He is confident. He is energized. You like it when he takes those shots. You know, you like that cockiness from him because that's what makes Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole. That's what he needs to be a good player. When he's not feeling confident, that's when you get these kind of half-hearted, half-ass games where it's like, oh, I didn't even notice Jordan Poole was in the game, you know? So that was huge. And this was a big win again because they hadn't beaten the Nuggets, but just to build on the previous game, right? Like, yes, it's true, right? Like they know Draymond's coming back. They know there's a definite like end to this period where he's been gone. So I'm sure they're feeling that energy. They're riding that wave, feeling that vibe. So that's totally awesome. But to have a game where they were down and they weren't really too sharp, it seemed like for a while, but then just to come fighting back, get a lead, a solid lead, lose the lead, and then push back and win the game. You know, that's that's big right there because over the past couple weeks previously and even during some of their 500 ball stretch for the last couple months with Draymond out, a lot of times they would just get pushed and lay down and take it. Right. So it's good to see this fighting spirit and these thoughts that like, oh, I guess they're not peaking at the right time. They still can. They still definitely can. I believe there's like 15 games left. One more without Draymond. They play the Bucks on Saturday, which is going to be a big game. Primetime ABC, the showcase game at Chase Center. So hopefully, hopefully they could pull that out. If they do, the vibes around the Bay, amongst all Warriors fans around the country, around the world, will be riding pretty high, especially with Draymond coming back the next game. So we'll see. We'll see. It's good. Just keep building those habits and seeing these guys get more and more confident. I loved, again, seeing a lineup with Poole, Steph, and Clay. And even though Clay didn't shoot well, only seven for 20, two for eight from three, he's still a threat. He's still a threat. But, you know, you love seeing that because that is a lot of firepower, no matter who you throw in there with them, whether it's Wiggins, I'll get to him in a second, or Kaminga or Moses Moody, or a big man, whomever else, right? Those are three dudes who can light you up in different ways. Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> three for 11, one for seven from three, over oh three from the line. That's that's no good, man, seven points. So I was texting my friend Ramesh, who's been on this podcast a few times, and he was telling me that Wiggins is killing us. He's not looking very good. And I was like, well... We kind of knew that eventually he might turn into a pumpkin again. And I like Wiggins. Seems like a good dude. And yeah, I I still think he deserved to be an all-star starter. And I always said that this was going to be his best and only chance to be an all-star. So great. But you also know that he can fade to the background a little bit. He will have his moments for sure. He will rise up. But like like I said in the last episode, Kaminga, 
Moses Moody. Those guys are more of the future in all likelihood at the three spot, right? Each of them playing minutes at the three, Kaminga moving up to the four, sometimes five, and Moody playing like three and two. So there, that's that. Kaminga was seven for 12, 18 points, three boards, hit both of his free throws, and he was two for five from three. I mean, what else can you say about the kid? He continues to impress. I saw those three-pointers, and, you know, they didn't guard him. He was wide open, and he he drained them. And just the way he attacks the basket. And he got burned a couple times on defense, but, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) Bones Highland is one hell of a player. That guy's shifty and quick as hell. So, whatever. He'll clean that up. He'll learn. Overall, a great night for Warriors basketball. The Warriors are now tied with the Memphis Grizzlies, but because the Grizzlies are ahead in the season series, right now the Grizzlies are two and the Warriors are three. But obviously we'll keep looking at the standings, but like I've said before, that's not as important right now. The important stuff is making sure that this squad continues in the trajectory that they're going in. It's a complete 180 from how they had been when they lost to Dallas, you know, when they lost to the Lakers. So that stuff is not that long ago. So yes, as quickly as it can turn one way, it could turn the other. But with all things moving in a positive direction with Draymond coming back and with James Wiseman, who I'm about to get to, with James Wiseman looking solid, I feel like the momentum is pretty strong in the right direction. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round, and who will hit the most three-pointers. Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, so now James Wiseman. All right, I was looking for a feed of the Santa Cruz G League game against the Stockton Kings. And I had no idea that the Kings had a G League affiliate in Stockton. What's up, Stockton? But I was excited. You know, I was going through some of the older episodes on the Oakland Warriors YouTube channel, and I came across the episode of the game where James Wiseman hurt himself, where he tore his meniscus. And I was so sad sounding, you know, it was such a bummer because Obviously, as a Warriors fan, you don't want to see that, but just the kid was showing so much potential. And every time he was just starting to look good, he would get hurt, whether it was his wrist, whether it was getting COVID, whether it was his meniscus. So I sure as hell was way more interested in the Santa Cruz Warriors game than I was the big league club, to be honest. Wiseman, he ended up with, I believe, in 21 minutes, he had 18 points and six boards. I don't have his line in front of me, but he looked rusty to start. 
And my whole thing was like, all right, just dude, do not get hurt. You know, that's a win. If you do not get hurt, don't try to do too much. Don't try to prove too much. He slowly but surely got into the flow of the offense. One thing I noticed was like, I totally forgot how huge that dude is, you know, how big he looks out there compared to other grown men, other NBA players. Yes, it's the G League, but there are still some big dudes there. And he looked fine. You know, his first shot, he missed a couple shots, but then his first made shot was he got the ball at the left block and he did a little hook move, right? A little small hook. And I was like, oh, cool. Because that is exactly the kind of move that we've seen in clips of him working with the coach. I forgot his name, the dude from Eastern Europe, the dude who coached Nikola Jokic. Those were the kind of moves that we were seeing. And I was like, great. He is applying this knowledge and this skill set. He has improved to some extent. Feel for the game, rhythm, totally up for grabs right now, but still it's early. I was texting Aram in Toronto and he pointed out that James Wiseman, he looks like he's stronger, like his legs are stronger. And I don't know if you guys remember, but you know, everybody made a big deal before last season that James Wiseman was like really, really strong in the upper body, but he had like really skinny legs. So this is good. This is good. He needs to be stronger. And I think that's a, that's a positive. Bottom line is he's still getting used to his body, right? Like his body has changed. He looks stronger than he was when he got hurt 11 months ago. And even then he'd only played 39 games. And before that he'd played three games. So what you don't want to see is him overdoing it. And then like not being used to the way his body moves with this extra weight, extra muscle, and then hurt something, right? James Wiseman, he hit, I believe, all of his free throws. I think he had at least three, and his stroke looks good. You know, his stroke has always looked pretty decent from the line, and I'm glad he hit all three. Small sample size, but, you know, you'd like to think that if you're out for 11 months and you have a leg injury, that at least you will become a dead-eye free throw shooter. (laughs) Like, that's what you hope for. So hopefully he can get that up to 75% at least. And yeah, he looked big, strong, agile. He had a couple dunks. You know, I can't wait till the day, whenever that may be, that both he and Kaminga are on the court together. It may be really awkward, but just seeing them, like the future of this Warriors franchise with these two crazy, athletic, talented dudes, the kind of players, like I've said in the past, the Warriors traditionally haven't really had as their foundation, as their core. So that's a positive. And I kept checking to see if Wiseman had any issues with that knee, if he was favoring it at all. And no, he looked fine. He looked fine. He didn't seem to check himself for anything on the bench. He looked fine. He walked off a couple times, maybe just to stay warm or whatever. So that's a positive. Like this whole game was a positive. He still needs to work on his rebounding. But that's something for later to criticize. You know, he's just getting out there. And even though he is more talented and more physically gifted than the guys he played on the Stockton Kings, those guys have been playing for a while. You know, those guys haven't sat out for 11 months. So it's good that the Warriors have this G League team. I mean, it 
is basically just like in baseball when a pitcher comes back and you have some rehab starts in the minors, right? He definitely is going to have one more game. And if he needs any more, that's fine too. But I just am excited because you can feel these pieces coming together, right? You see Draymond on the bench. You see Andre on the bench. You see Wiseman getting reps in the G League. And, you know, it ain't going to be perfect, but those are some very, very good reinforcements. And you see the confidence in the big league squad, you know, and you see the young guys getting confident. So, hey, if I want to go back to the things that I always talk about, health, it seems like people are getting healthy. So that's good. Standings. The Warriors still in it for second place. Most likely, if they keep at this rate, they won't drop below third. And if everybody comes back in time. And then experience and confidence. I mean, Moody's out there. He looks like he belongs. Jonathan Kaminga's out there. I mean, he's looked like he's belonged for a long, long, long time. And then Jordan Poole, embracing the moment. Unafraid of the moment. The only person who's kind of Fallen back, of course, is Andrew Wiggins. But overall, those three things, health, playoff positioning, and preparing new guys, young guys for these high leverage games, those are all trending upwards. You know, I won't say that everything is set, but they're all moving in the right direction for this team to potentially peak. I mean, again, like I said, things can stop on a dime and change, but we'll see. We'll see. By the way, man, I had no idea that Quint Cook was in the G League playing for Stockton. And also, I forgot Jacob Evans was in the G League for the Warriors. So when James Wiseman was on the bench, I was like, wow, I'm watching. I'm literally here watching Quint Cook play against Jacob Evans and Chris Chioza. Anyway, so that's my coverage of two games. I think that's the first time I've done that. Hopefully, I don't have to do that too many more times in the future. I'm tired. Anyway, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com, and be sure to check out our new YouTube channel, Oakland Warriors. The link will be in the show description. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen to the Oakland Warriors podcast. It's produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.